，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Will he stay or will he leave? A meeting today between Premier Su Zhenchang and President Tsai Ing-wen, and a statement issued by the presidential office, are causing many to speculate as to whether Su will soon be resigning from his role as Premier after four years in office. Lawmakers say that the statement carried an implicit message that Su's work at the executive yuan is wrapping up. Let's get a closer look at the details. At 11 a.m. Wednesday, Premier Su Zhenchang arrived at the presidential office for a meeting with Tsai Ing-wen. Reports say Su was handing in his resignation, which he will make official as the legislative yuan session ends on Friday. How the executive team and the cabinet team are adjusted is something the president would do according to what is necessary at each phase. Deputy Secretary General to the President Alex Huang appeared on a radio program to discuss the president's power to adjust the cabinet team. Presidential spokesperson Zhang Dunhan issued a statement after the meeting between Tsai and Su, saying that the president and premier had reviewed and overhauled a number of policies post-election. Tsai also expressed her recognition and gratitude to the executive team led by Su. The president went on to say that the top priority of the team in office at this stage is to ensure that the central government's budget for the current year can be reviewed and approved smoothly. The next phase of cabinet adjustments will be discussed after the end of the current legislative session. Lawmakers say that the statement carried an implicit meaning, indicating that Su's work is wrapping up. From much of the wording, it looks like restructuring is imminent. As Su Zhenchang is our top executive official, I think he is duty bound and is stepping down as a demonstration of political responsibility in its highest form. Su has served as the head of the executive yuan since 2019, setting a record for the longest tenure since the first democratically elected president. The latest group in a long list of overseas delegations to visit Taiwan in recent months is the Project 2049 Institute, a U.S. think tank specializing in the relations between the U.S., China, and Taiwan. In their meeting with President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday, the delegation commented that Taiwan made the right decision in returning to a one-year military conscription policy, considering the backdrop of China's military aggression. Let's hear more of the details. Three Mirage jets barrel down the runway and take to the air in succession. Right as Lunar New Year approaches, the Air Force is flexing its muscles to put the public at ease. More Chinese military aircraft have been crossing the median line of the Taiwan Strait in recent months, putting pressure on air defenses and causing unprecedented challenges. Xinzhou Air Base, which is the closest to China on Taiwan proper, 
is in charge of northern Taiwan's Mirage 2000 jets and therefore bears the brunt of China's aggression. All fighter wings in Taiwan are on standby at all times, and all our forces will work hard to keep up their combat training and make sure everyone has a good year. The Air Force deputy captain did not provide details on how Taiwan was responding to China's incursions. Meanwhile, Taiwan's military has expanded cooperation with Western countries and for the first time confirmed that it has sent officers to the NATO Defense College. Taiwan is a regular participant in the six-month program with others from all NATO member countries and partner countries. Taiwan plays a key role in Indo-Pacific strategy, and member countries are interested in the current regional situation. On top of Taiwan maintaining friendly military relations, former Assistant Secretary of Defense for Indo-Pacific Security Affairs Randall Shriver led members of the Project 2049 Institute, a Washington think tank specializing in U.S.-China-Taiwan relations, to meet with President Tsai Ing-wen. We are restoring the one-year conscription period and will be strengthening our training and capabilities. We look forward to working with our democratic partners to strengthen cooperation and protect our beliefs. Uh, we know those things aren't easy, but given the threats uh, you face, it seems appropriate and, and we applaud your leadership on defense reform uh, that's already been announced and, and also what we expect still to come. The U.S. think tank affirmed Taiwan's reinstatement of the one-year conscription period and had positive things to say on Taiwan's military reform. New developments on the embattled Taipei Dome. The Ministry of the Interior today granted the project a fire safety permit. Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan'an says the construction will wrap up in three months with a trial opening by the end of the year. Let's hear from him. We have received a fire safety permit from the Ministry of the Interior, so now we will ask Far Glory to continue construction following the plans. I hope that construction can be finished in April. If all goes smoothly, I hope we can apply for a usage license in July to start trial operations by year's end. Taipei Dome has been under construction now for 12 years, with four major plan changes. When it opens, it is expected to have a capacity of 10,000 people. The first, 18 years of age, has become the legal age in Taiwan. That means there are lots of new rights and responsibilities for 18- and 19-year-old adults. Not least, they can now open bank accounts without parental permission. And banks are vying to entice these new customers to their counters. There are lots of favorable deals for new customers at many banks right now. Let's take a survey of the options. As 2023 kicks off, Taiwan's civil law has a major change. 18-year-olds are now officially adults. They can take out credit cards or open bank accounts independently. And lots of banks are hoping to attract them. At O-Bank, the deal is any 18- to 20-year-old with savings up to 50,000 NT can grab an annual interest rate of 18% on their savings. At Union Bank of Taiwan, new customers of the new new bank scheme with savings of up to 100,000 NT get an 8% interest rate. The Rich Art scheme at Taishin International Bank offers an attractive fixed annual interest rate of 3.2% for new customers with savings up to 100,000 NT. That's a big motivation to save money for a student.
We also have high interest rates of 8% on foreign currencies, including U.S. dollars and Japanese yen. There are benefits for regular monthly saving, and everyone gets red envelopes during the Lunar New Year. All our customers should have a bit of cash on their hands now. The deals for new customers are especially appealing this year. There are 600,000 people aged between 18 and 20 in Taiwan. As they become able to open accounts freely, banks are anticipating an influx of new customers. Two more Taiwanese baseball players could be soon moving to start a career in the U.S. They are University Baseball League stars Li Chenxun and Pan Wenhui, who are expected to join the San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. All will be known after the MLB's international free agent signing begins on January 15th. Both Li and Pan were part of the team that led Taiwan to victory at the 2019 U18 Baseball World Cup. Of the 20 players on the team, five have joined teams outside Taiwan, while 13 have stayed in teams in Taiwan's professional baseball league. If Li and Pan land their spots in the U.S., then that means all the team's players will have ended up playing professionally. A Scoot Airlines flight bound for Singapore was delayed on Tuesday evening after a small fire broke out on board before takeoff. The fire is expected to have been caused by a short-circuiting power bank and flight attendants took rapid action to put it out. According to the airline, the owner of the power bank and his companion sustained minor burns, while none of the other 187 passengers were injured. Smoke fills the cabin. A young child covers his nose as passengers stand in the aisle, ready to get off the plane. We suddenly heard a bang, and then there was a burning smell. Someone put their cabin luggage in the seat in front of them, and their power bank short-circuited. Smoke came out, but the fire wasn't too big. The scoot flight attendants quickly grabbed a fire extinguisher and put it out. The images are from Tuesday evening when 7.40 p.m. flight TR-993 operated by Scoot was getting ready to depart for Singapore from Taoyuan International Airport. Reports say a passenger's portable charger caught on fire and started emitting smoke, which quickly filled the cabin. It could be that the charger had been in use for too long. Perhaps the external elements short-circuited, or perhaps it was a short-circuit inside the charger. Power banks can short-circuit inside if something bumps against them. This physicist says it's likely that the fire was caused by a power bank short-circuiting, adding that such fires can be put out by covering them with a wet towel. Due to the high flammability of power banks, airlines do not allow chargers in cargo luggage. They can be taken in hand luggage, however, and models with a power above 160 watts must be approved by the airline. Scoot has issued a statement saying it is investigating the incident. A team from Tri-Service General Hospital has been introducing intraoperative radiotherapy to treat bowel cancer. The procedure is less invasive and allows for more control during surgery. It also reduces the likelihood of recurrence. Their experiences with the procedure have been published in an international medical journal. Brazilian football legend Pelé passed away last year, just one year after being diagnosed with colon cancer in 2021. 
In Taiwan, celebrities such as Zhuge Liang and Yu Yuanqi were also killed by the disease. A doctor says intestinal and colorectal cancers are particularly deadly. Especially when the tumor has invaded organs such as the bladder, the prostate or the uterus, it is very hard for surgeons to perform a clean operation. What often happens is that they think they have cleared it all off, but the report comes back and it turns out they did not leave a safe distance. According to Ministry of Health data, every year Taiwan adds about 16,000 cases of bowel cancer, topping the list as the most common cancer in Taiwan for 15 years straight. And the cancer is capable of spreading to other organs in the pelvic cavity. For that reason, a team at Tri-Service General Hospital has been trying to improve treatment. Whereas previously patients were first subjected to radiotherapy followed by surgery, the team is now focused on intraoperative radiotherapy combined with laparoscopy. This targeted treatment has been found to be effective at preventing recurrence. Intraoperative radiotherapy can be used in areas where the surgeon believes the risk is high, in areas where recurrence is more likely. It allows for more control. Intraoperative radiotherapy is a less invasive procedure. The team's experiences and findings with the technique have been published in an international journal in hopes that they will be helpful for bowel cancer patients around the world. COVID-19 is now a common diagnosis, but what can you do if your sore throat or cough persists long after you got rid of the virus? If normal cough medicine isn't helping, you might want to consider alternative therapies. Simple techniques to put pressure on acupuncture points are said to relieve throat problems. We spoke to traditional Chinese medicine practitioner Chen Siru for the lowdown. <coughs> Many COVID patients share this problem, continuing to cough or having a dry and itchy throat long after their infection has otherwise cleared up. Some who feel conventional pharmaceuticals aren't working opt to give traditional Chinese medicine a try. This doctor says that for an itchy throat or a continuous cough, heat up a towel to 40 degrees. Place it three times a day on this acupuncture point under the chin called the Lian Quan Xue. That's said to improve the circulation of blood and vital energy, or qi. Another acupuncture point called the fluid gate is between the little and ring fingers. Pressing there supposedly alleviates a dry throat. According to practitioners, the kong zui xue on the arm can remedy pains and coughing. You can press the morning, noon and night. You can press gently with the pads of the fingers, alternating left and right, each point three to five times. The whole process only takes five or ten minutes. Overstimulation isn't necessarily helpful. You can press these points yourself at home, and once you're past the infectious period, you can also get help with your sore throat from a herbalist. Ingredients like lily flowers, dwarf lily turf, yam, and glossy privet can all be useful in cooling and moistening the throat, which might also help move your phlegm. People who have a weak constitution or older adults may have longer medical after-effects, even for two or three months. But younger people who are in better health and are more active will typically improve noticeably within two or three weeks.
Getting COVID-19 can leave people feeling their throat and respiratory system is more sensitive or weaker than before. If your throat is sore and you're coughing a lot, you could try to avoid greasy and rich foods and see whether traditional Chinese solutions could help. Just only half a century ago, Taiwan was under harsh martial law. Leader Chiang Kai-shek feared getting assassinated so much that he installed escape tunnels and underground bunkers in virtually all the places he frequented. One of these secret tunnels located in the east wing of the Grand Hotel was recently opened to the public. Now that memories of this distressing time are fading, nostalgia is in full swing and tourists are flocking in to take a look. The hotel has teamed up with a costume rental shop so that visitors can wear qipao in the style of Chang's famed wife, Song Mei Ling. There's also a new underground restaurant. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a peek at the Grand Hotel's newly unveiled secrets. After being sealed for 50 years, this tunnel has opened up to the public for the first time. Visitors can rent a qipao like mine and tour the historic tunnel. This is the East Wing Tunnel of the Grand Hotel. It was officially a secret for 50 years. In 2021, it was opened up to the public. However, visitors could only tour the tunnel during the day. Now the hotel is offering tours at night, giving visitors more choices. We are here inside our East Wing secret tunnel. Inside the East Wing secret tunnel, you can see 43 bunker lights. Above us, the ceiling is made out of soundproof materials. They have sound-absorbing effects. We can now explore our East Wing secret tunnel at night. Our secret tunnel used to be only open during the day. You can come to our East Wing secret tunnel at night to enjoy the night view of our beautiful tunnel. The tunnel is about 80 meters long. After exiting the tunnel, you can see the secret garden, which is connected to the former residence of our first CEO. Since its opening in 2021, the Grand Hotel's East Wing Tunnel has attracted over 100,000 visitors. Now, the hotel is partnering with a costume rental store. Visitors can rent traditional garments, such as cheap house, and get a full hair makeover. Then, they can take a stroll to explore the hotel's historical locations, including the East Wing Tunnel and the former residence of Ms. Kong Lingwei the first CEO of the hotel. We are very happy to launch our Qipao experience at the Grand Hotel, a hotel with such a rich history. Many of our foreign tourists or our tourists who come to the Grand Hotel hope to be able to enjoy the experience of wearing a Qipao like the former First Lady Song Meiling. They can explore the secret tunnel and take a commemorative family photo wearing Qipaos. We also have traditional wedding robes and children's Qipaos. This experience was very special because it was my very first time here. The secret tunnel I visited just now was very mysterious. I would like to bring my foreign friends and show them this five-star hotel in Taiwan, which is also regarded as a historical site. The outside is also beautiful and has an old-fashioned vibe, so it matches this qipao quite well. When it came to the bar, I felt that there was a mysterious vibe here. I want to bring my friends here next time. After touring the tunnel, you can visit the new restaurant. You have to find the correct key to enter. 
Here at this bar and restaurant that is located just outside of the tunnel, you can enjoy some dishes and drinks that were served at state banquets in the past. There are dishes such as smoked fish and vegetarian goose. We serve steak banquet snacks here. When guests come here, they will feel they are recipients of this kind of honor awarded to a head of state. Combined with the special features of the East Wing Tunnel, this is the oldest hotel bar in Taiwan. There are two very distinctive secret passages near us, one of which is next to the East Wing Secret Passage. We designed a modern space here. It represents the Grand Hotel of the past 70 years and the current Grand Hotel. I hope that guests can experience the unique historical culture and the modern features of the Grand Hotel that we've combined with the old. With the combined features, I hope the bar can drive 10% to 20% of our growth. This restaurant bar used to be an office. The hotel spent about a year renovating and transforming it into a bar. The hotel says the renovation was not an easy feat. It used to be an office for the catering industry. Why did we choose to have such a secret bar in the basement? Just to find a suitable location, we visited every floor, from the first floor of the basement to the 12th floor. Later, we chose this location because it connects with our secret passage. There are many guests who come here because they've heard about this. They want to visit the passageway where the head of state would evacuate in case of an emergency. Our design plan incorporates the overall feel of the East Wing Tunnel. We spent a year preparing and renovating the building and turning it into a business venture that makes people feel like they are exploring a secret place. Because the Grand Hotel is an old building, rebuilding it into a modern facility took much discussion and planning. With the pandemic slowly waning and international tourists returning, the hotel hopes that by unveiling its secrets, it can offer even more attractions to tourists. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yihan in Taipei. If you're hoping to head outdoors and catch some sunlight this week, you should do so quickly. The current mild weather will only last till Friday. Starting Saturday, rainy and cold weather will once again sweep across Taiwan. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. Over the weekend, the weather will turn into brief localized showers. On Sunday, as a cold air mass moves south, temperatures will drop. In northern Taiwan, there would be a drop of about 10 degrees from the previous day. The colder masses effects will last until Tuesday, and they may even linger until Wednesday and Thursday. In this coming wave, we expect central Taiwan and northern Taiwan to see lows of 11 and 12 degrees. Unsheltered areas along the coast and areas near mountains could see temperatures sink a bit more, two or three degrees lower. The CWB says the lowest temperature will come in early hours of Monday and Tuesday when open areas in the north could see just eight degrees. If you live in the south, brace for big temperature swings between day and night.